Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Magnolia Beef and Seminary has top quality beef products that are raised right here in Mississippi. They also have fantastic gifts for every age. For the best beef in Mississippi and so much more, visit Magnolia Beef and Seminary or find us on Facebook. Everybody, welcome in, and I am trying something. Don't call me a hero. I'm not a hero. I'm just a regular guy like you and everybody else out there. So, so don't call me a hero, but I am trying something today. I am doing a live stream with a microphone, talking to you guys with a 20-month-old in the room. So, <laughs> I don't know how this is going to go. I have no idea if this is going to work or not, if he's going to... Uh, go crazy. I've got some snacks for him right here. So hopefully, hopefully it works out. He seems to be pretty content right now. You probably see the top of his head right there. Uh, it seems to be going okay so far. So that's all we can hope for. So don't call me a hero. You know, I'm just a regular guy. Going to be doing a live stream. He's uh, he's 21 months now with a 21-month-old, almost two-year-old, in the room. So uh, hope this works out. Welcome into Mike in the Morning. I'm Michael Borky. Glad that you guys are with me. On this Tuesday morning, 25 sleeps left to go until college football season starts for all of us. Now it's, what is it? I can't do math. 18 sleeps until college football starts in week zero. So getting closer, getting much, much closer. Today I'm talking quarterbacks. Uh, There's new uniforms out in the SEC. They look really good. I'll show them to you. And also more Michael Thomas drama. And I am I'm really just completely over it at this point. But there's more Michael Thomas drama to talk about, and I'll uh, give you the details. Also, Jameis had a really good day. Jameis had a really good day yesterday, and I don't know, man. Maybe there's some separation happening. So glad to be with you guys on this Tuesday. Don't forget, while you're here, uh, subscribe on YouTube. Uh, follow me on Twitter or Facebook at Michael Borky. All of those right there. Just search my name. You can find it there. Subscribe to YouTube, and if you like what you hear, don't forget to like the video also podcast Mike in the morning gets uploaded wherever you get your podcast. Just search that you can find it there and subscribe and leave a rating and a review. So you doing okay, buddy? What? Give me a high five. All right. Okay, here we go. Um, the quarterback competition in Starkville appears to be over. And unfortunately it's uh, some pretty, pretty sad circumstances. You know, you, you don't want, uh, thank you, Mike, for dropping this in today. Always, uh, always glad to hear from from uh, the folks on YouTube. Thank you. Um, but it, it appears that the competition's over, sadly, due to some unfortunate circumstances. So most people anticipated uh, a two or three man race with uh, Will Rogers, Jack Abraham, Sawyer Robertson, the freshman coming in, and uh, came out yesterday that Abraham is dealing with. Uh, post-concussion symptoms. Now, you know, I don't want to misdiagnose or anything, but it sounds like a concussion occurred a while ago, and there are still things happening as a result of that. He has not practiced yet so far for Mississippi State. So the presumption is that um, it's just Will Rogers' job. So here's my question to you. 
Do you believe this? Do you believe this? I'm going to show you a tweet. This is a quote from from Mike Leach yesterday. Do you believe this? Let me share it for you. This takes me entirely too long to do. And for the podcast listeners, I'll read it to you. A note from MSU practice yesterday. Chance Lovertich, a transfer from South Alabama, I believe, definitely a transfer in, has definitely shown some improvement from day one. With Abraham not practicing, Leach said the competition is still open, but Will Rogers and Lovertich are the top guys. Do you believe that? Simple question. Do you believe that? Because, bless you, you okay? Yeah, he's okay. Um, a lot of times, coaches will tell you what's going on, right? It's hard to sit here, for me in this position, to sit here and say, I don't believe Mike Leach. But guys, I don't believe Mike Leach. I don't believe him. Do you believe that? That there is a competition between Will Rogers and Chance Lovertich because Abraham's out? Do you believe that that is a... That is a thing that is going on right now. Zach says, I believe that Abraham isn't practicing, not so much in the second sentence. Yeah, you know, sometimes, and I said going into to training camp that Mike Leach, when he says it's a true competition, that I believe him. But I was talking about a competition between Abraham and, and Rodgers that I believe that Abraham was going to get a shot. JP says he's a Mississippi boy who has won everywhere. I wouldn't sleep on Lovertich. He has a definite chip on his shoulder. Steve, I agree with you, man. If so, big problems in Vegas. Yeah. Um, I just, I simply don't believe it. And, you know, it's, again, it's so stupid to sit here and say that, right? As me, who hasn't been to a practice, uh, Mike Leach, the head coach, you know, the guy that makes these decisions is telling you, hey, it's these two guys that are in competition. And then I sit here on this live stream and I'll do it on the radio this afternoon and say, hey, I don't believe him. I don't believe him. Uh, and JP, you're right. The squad knows who the guy is right now. And it appears that the squad knows that the guy is uh, is Will Rogers. So, no, I, I'm sorry. I don't believe Mike Leach. I, uh, I don't believe Mike Leach at all. Uh, I, I think that this is uh, with... Abraham's unfortunate injury and uh, whatever he's dealing with, uh, you you know, you hope he recovers from whatever it is, head injuries, and then a residual thing from a head injury is terrifying. Um, so you hope he's okay, and he is destined for, for don't touch that, buddy. <laughs> he's destined for great things in life. Um, you just, you hope he recovers. But now that that is over, um Bauckham's razor tells you that Will Rogers is going to be Mississippi State's quarterback, and that's how things will push forward. And I think that's a good thing. It's almost as if we were too hard on Will Rogers last year. I say we. I wasn't part of that. It's almost as if everybody, not everybody, but the people, Mississippi State fans, that were overcritical of Will Rogers during last season uh, really had no idea what they were talking about. And I hate to be harsh like that, but when you talk – about the situation that Rodgers was put in where the offseason was completely screwed up. I mean, there was just no offseason whatsoever, and he entered in as a true freshman not ready or not expecting to be the starter because a pretty significant graduate transfer that just ended up not working out at Mississippi State. But 
it's almost as if going from high school to the SEC is a completely different animal. And really talented quarterbacks of the future even have an adjustment period that they need to go through before they become like high-level quarterbacks. Like true freshmen that just tear up the world in the SEC are impossibly rare. Like it just never happens. And so many people were so hard on Will Rogers last year. And then report from practice, uh, you know, Haydad was there and said that uh, the the true freshman that everybody thought was just going to step in and just sweep and just take the job looks like he's a step behind. Well, of course he does, because last year he was throwing touchdowns on little Timmy, who's going to engineering school right now instead of SEC defenders. It's almost as if the jump from high school to college, especially the SEC, is a really significant one. And it's almost as if Will Rogers last year in a COVID offseason where they couldn't do anything and an all-SEC schedule where he did not get a single break last year. Like, even the Ole Miss defense is better than Madison Central. The Ole Miss defense last year is better than Madison Central, although just slightly. Um but it's almost as if all the narrative around Will Rogers was people jumping the gun and not giving him enough time to develop and become an SEC quarterback. It's almost as if that's hard to do. Anyway, I was exhausting myself talking about this last year. I can't tell you the number of people that would text into the uh, Sunday show, May at Rest in Peace, about how Will Rogers is a bum and, oh, we're not going to win with Will Rogers and he's not good enough and this freshman better be good because Rogers isn't there and, Hopefully Abraham can take over the job. All this stuff. It just it was exhausting. You have to give young quarterbacks time to figure it out. And last offseason was an unprecedented year. The whole thing was unprecedented. So Will Rogers winning the job is not at all surprise would not have been surprising at all. In fact, I expected it without another injury. But I think it's good to hear, if you're a Mississippi State fan listening to this, and you don't think it's good that Will Rogers has taken a step and looks like he's in control, and uh, I, don't know what, I don't know what to tell you. There was always going to be a growing pain. There always will be a growing pain. The people that thought that Robertson was just going to step in and just take over because he was really good in high school, I guess just don't understand the jump that is required from high school to college. It's so, 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 so different. I mean, there, there's a chance that Sawyer Robertson did not play against one player, one player of the caliber that is the defenses that he'll see every Saturday. There's a chance he didn't see one player. Maybe he did. I don't know. But definitely not a roster full of them. Offenses are different. Speed is different. Of course it was going to take some time. Will Rogers looked good last year. When you consider everything, looked really good last year. He's got to clean up some things in his game. He's got to be more willing to take deep shots. There were times last year where he he could have forced a throw downfield, but he he kind of played a little conservative. It's okay. It's fine. Uh, there are times where he needs to pull the football down and run. He's not a runner. It's, he's not exactly going to be a running threat. But my gosh, when when the Red Sea parts, you're supposed to walk on through it. You know. And he got some of that last year. Uh, so there are things in his game that he has to improve on. I'm not saying that he's some kind of finished product. He's this perfect quarterback. But, man, people were hard on him last year. And they shouldn't have been. He's got to learn. He's got to grow. He's got to get better. And I, I expect that to be the case. And, uh, Aaron, I agree with your sentiment. Mike Leach could have me at quarterback and still win games probably. I mean, 
You guys are going to doubt quarterback production under Mike Leach? I understand why some question it. I do, because it looked awful last year before uh, Rodgers really took over. It looked terrible. Um, so I get why guys like, I know State fans hate this name, but why guys like Barrett Salee think the way that they do about Mississippi State. Because they got blanked twice last year. Their best offensive performances came against Ole Miss, the second-worst defense in SEC football history, and Missouri, who was playing a quarterback at safety because they had no other choice. I mean, there are reasons to question, I'm not going to do that yet. I, I am not going to question a Mike Leach offense in production yet. Although it, you know, it hasn't been in the SEC, I'm not going to question it yet. And I think that if you're a State fan today and, and this news, although it's extremely unfortunate about Abraham, and you hope he recovers and is okay. But hearing people talk about how Will Rogers has kind of taken rein and taken control, it's a good thing. It's a really positive thing. And and you guys should be happy about that. I, I would be. If I were you, I'd be happy about that. I think this kid's got a really high upside and a ton of potential. And he's from your backyard. So why would you not be pumped about it? Top of the Tuesday, JP. Just don't mention the Saints. Now, I'm going to talk about the Saints a little bit because it's time to trade Michael. I, I'm done with it. I'm completely done with it. Um, and then some people in my business that are, uh, like, just skipping steps here is kind of mind-blowing. So, um, you also say, big jump. Rodgers has an entire offseason of mental reps and prep. He knows what he's walking into this season versus last. And they actually get to practice. Uh, I don't know what exactly the restrictions are for teams that are not above the threshold yet, but it does not appear that Mississippi State is. At least nobody has mentioned it. And I feel like at this point, uh, once you get there, you release it so you can, you know, have a little news cycle of positive news uh, about yourself, you know. Um, I don't think that they would be covering up that they had crossed into that 85% or whatever threshold to where the restrictions get moved down. I don't know what they are if you're below, but even still, they're practicing far more normal than they got to last year, and the summer program was what it should have been always. So, Aaron says he doesn't have a Graham Harrell on the roster, but Leach always finds a way to get a quarterback that can throw it around. Always, always. Um Always. We were just too too hard on Will Rogers last year. And I tried to tell people to calm down. I mean, sometimes I get things right. You sometimes, not often, but sometimes I do. And the the crowd John Rice Plumley thing in 2019, you should have seen some of the stuff that uh that would get texted into the show about me or or my former colleague Brian Scott Rippey uh, about what we thought about the way they were handling the quarterbacks and Corral versus Plumlee, you should have seen some of the stuff that people were saying to us during that season when our opinion was only, this isn't going to work. It's not going to work. One second half against a disinterested LSU does not take away the A&M, Auburn, Mississippi State games. This isn't going to work. That's all we said. We didn't you know, speak on the, the, the two guys' characters or anything like that. Just said, hey, that's, it's not going to work. You can see it. It's not going to work. They're not producing. They'll never produce running an offense like that. Some of the stuff that was said to us was insane. I mean, I've had mean things said to and about me over the years, which is kind of mind-blowing considering how much of a nobody I am. But uh, it still happens from time to time. 
nothing worse than around the Plumlee Corral thing of 2019. But we got that one right. And then last year was the same thing with uh, with that offense and Will Rogers. I, I kept trying to tell people to just calm down. And um, I think they'll be proven wrong this season. I think uh, he'll be much better, much better this year. I love this kind of thing, so I'm going to show it to you. New uniforms in the SEC. Let me show you what Vanderbilt is uh, is working with. They, they announced yesterday they had a, a video that was really hard to watch, but thank goodness they just released some screenshots. So I'll show you uh, the new getup for Vanderbilt football. So here we go. I'll share it to you. These look nice. These look really nice. I showed you Southern Misses a while ago. Sometimes simple is better, and here we go. So here's what they released yesterday. I hope you guys can see this. Uh, normal helmet stripe. Uh, the 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 word Vanderbilt here on the white jersey should not be in that gold. It's really hard to see. They should have made that black. But, you know, that's nitpicking. This look is much better. If you're listening in podcast, it's a white uniform with two black stripes on either sleeve and just Vanderbilt across the chest with their little star above it. It's simple. It's clean. It's a nice look. The helmet has, it's basically the Saints helmet stripe uh, with a black face mask and the gold. Uh, Turn the page. Here's the black uniform. It's basically the same thing. They ditched the anchor on the helmet. They're going to the V now. Uh, This is just a really nice, clean look. They look like Purdue. They kind of look like the Saints. But that is so, 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 so much better. I mean, like I said on the radio yesterday, Vanderbilt was the worst team in the SEC last year, and they looked like the worst team in the SEC last year. I mean, just too much detail and all that crap in the uniforms. I didn't hate the skyline on the back of the helmet that they had sometimes. Like, that was okay. But just too much stuff in the uniforms. And I'm glad that they figured it out and made themselves look like a football team. That's what this looks like. They... Uh-oh. You okay? Did you guys see that? <laughs> oh, no. Come here, pal. He pulled down the curtain. He's never done that before. You go play. There's some snacks right there. Go on. Anyway, all right. <laughs> now that that's over. Yeah, simple is better with um, with uniforms. You okay? All right. He's fine. Yeah, that, that scared him. So the curtain I have up here... Uh, that's a metal door, actually, that is permanently bolted shut. I didn't do that. It, it's it's just like that. Um, and so I, I didn't want to, like, drill in um, a curtain rod and a metal door like that. That's a door. Uh, so I just use magnetic curtain rods that just stick on there. And, uh, yeah, I guess he pulled them down. So... Oh, boy. Anyway, all right. So, yeah, those look good. Those look really good. Uh, shout out to Vanderbilt for uh, simplifying it a little bit. Just keeping it simple. Uh, keeping it simple. So, on the NFL front, Michael Thomas. It's getting to the point now where um, – where I, I'm just kind of done, and I hope the team is as well. I mean, this is enough. Here is the the last few likes as of last night that he had on Twitter. I'll read some of them to you. 
I think the Saints urged. This is what he liked on Twitter. So this, this is how this is going. This is all Twitter stuff. It's just a joke. Um, I think the Saints urged Michael Thomas not to get surgery last season in hopes to win a, win a ring in Breeze's last year. Now they blame him for not being healthy. He liked that. He also liked Jordan Schultz, who just got this completely wrong. Uh, Michael Thomas got hurt during week one garbage time when the Saints should have been protecting their investment. The medical staff then cleared him several times during the regular season and agreed to hold off on surgery. So Thomas waited to have surgery, and he's at fault. Those are two things that he liked on Twitter last night after that cryptic tweet that he put out there uh, yesterday. I mean, I mean, the whole thing at this point is just a joke. It's... First of all, you are a grown man. No team forced you to play if you were injured. Nobody. You were, he was not forced to play. They didn't say, you play or else. They simply cannot do that. It doesn't work like that. They can't do it even if they wanted to. They can't do it even if they wanted to. Uh, second of all, the Saints, Sean Payton, the organization, the trainers, everybody are not upset that he delayed surgery in general. It was actually a, a kind of a cool thing last year. He tried his hardest to play healthy or to play, even though he wasn't fully healthy for his guy, Drew Brees. What they're upset about is that he could have gotten the surgery in February or March, hell, even April. He could have gotten the surgery anytime but he chose to do it at the end of the summer right before training camp. That's what these people, the few people that are out here in in my business that are blaming the Saints for this, uh, or Michael Thomas need to realize, they're not upset that you delayed surgery. They're upset that you delayed surgery until right before training camp begins. That's what they're mad about. There's months of time that people, and I like Warren Sharp a lot, but Warren Sharp did the same thing last night. Everybody's leaving out the fact that their season ended. He could have gotten the surgery in February. He didn't. Got it at the end of camp and ghosted his team. That's what people are bothered by. That's what's the issue here. I'm done with it. Trade him. There was talk yesterday that uh, the Saints could be exploring uh, possible trade scenarios for uh, C.J. Henderson. You know who loves his former players? Urban Meyer. Offer up Michael Thomas for Henderson, and, and the Jags have to give a pick or two back as well. And, and wash your hands of it. Be done with it. Because if this is going to be how one of your players presents your team, be done with it. Move on. Yes, he is extremely talented. Talked about this yesterday. More talented people get more benefits than lesser talented people. That's how life works, you know? That, that's that's just how life works it's how it goes but in this case not producing like the town anymore be done with it yeah jp i'm with you i mean that it was commendable he says i do think there's something to him maybe injuring himself more trying to play for a ring last season he was pissed sean payton didn't have his back coming off of the offensive player of the year award when cd cracked well Between fighting your own players in practice and, and all this stuff on social media, and um, now, now all—I mean, I'm just done with it. Come here, buddy. Come here. 
Okay. Um, but I'm, I'm done with it. And I think that they need to do what they can to get CJ Henderson because they need help in the secondary anyway and offload themselves um, and, and wash their hands of this and be done with it. Uh, you're rebuilding anyway. Get what you can out of this. Uh, he's acting like a diva in the highest order and give him what he wants and trade him. Let him go play in Jacksonville. That'll be a good spot. I know how really appreciated you are in a place like Jacksonville with a a coach that's never coached in the NFL before and a rookie quarterback. Yeah. Go see what it's like over there. But the, the timeline thing is a lot of people are, I know. I know the cap hit thing's an issue. Cap hit thing's a big issue. Um, that sucks. So, I mean, what do you do? Do you ride this out? And do, do you let him just continue to, to to disparage you online? And then do you just welcome back and say, hey, Mike, good to see you. Glad, glad you're here. Go out and play for us. I don't know. Um, the whole thing's a joke, though. And and defending him is not something I can do. And I'm very pro player. I've always been. But I don't think you can defend this. I mean, it was months, months. What he did last season playing hurt is commendable, but every – I mean, it's football. Every team has players that play hurt. It's what they do. It's It's commendable. It's, it really is. But let's not act like that's unique. And then ghosting your team and not talking to them for months and then waiting to get your surgery right before training camp, that's not defensible. It's not. few people in this business, you know, there are people that just look to be contrarians for the sake of it. And and they defend it because they're just looking for a way to be unique and uh, and not intelligent or anything else. So, uh, Jameis has been good, though. Apparently, Jameis is uh, practicing really well lately, and I think he's going to win the job, and we can all take a big, deep sigh of uh, of relief. So, uh, sorry about the, that yelling fit, but uh, it sounds like you guys understand. Poor, uh, poor guy just got scared. He knocked the curtain on himself. I did not know that he was strong enough to do that. So, um, I wonder what the locker room thinks of all this mess. Uh, I have a feeling they're not um, – well, it depends, right? If it were me in that locker room, um, I wouldn't want him around. But it's not me. I mean, you know, they they have probably have deep personal relationships or something like that. You know, I mean, who knows how the team actually feels about Mike. But if it were me and I spent all summer busting my, you know what, and um, going through uh, likely recovering from injuries yourself and everything that goes into getting ready for a football season. And and I do all that and our best player delays surgery to avoid training camp and games. I don't want them around. I only want to be around the people that want to be there and will do whatever it takes to be there. That's a very football guy thing, but that's how I would be. So we'll see. Thank you guys for, uh, for tuning in this morning, subscribe to the YouTube channel. James, you want to come say bye? You want to come say bye? Come here. He's playing with a puppy. Um, anyway, thank you guys. And uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Like the video. Uh, this will not be um, commonplace. I promise you won't hear a screaming fit during the stream. Uh, 
much at all. My wife just had uh, business to attend to this morning. So anyway, thank you guys for tuning in. I will see you uh, on the radio this afternoon and tomorrow morning. Y'all have a good one. Mississippi Media Production.